Fun fact about the book that we're reading today, Batman Damned. When the first original copy came out, there's a scene where, you know the scene, Batman gets completely naked <laughs> yeah. walking out of the uh, Batmobile. Yeah. In the original print, you see his dick. Yeah, he had Batwainer. I remember. Yeah, I actually see his dick. And so many people, I guess, got really offended by seeing Batman's penis that they uh, there was an outrage. And they went back to print, and they printed them out. And now those books are really expensive. And I remember being at the comic book shop and flipping through that and seeing that. I'm like, whoa, that's Batman's penis. But it didn't register in my head like, I should buy this <laughs> because <laughs> Batman's penis is in it. But uh, now, the next time I see a penis in a book, I'm going to buy it. I just imagine at the comic stores, the guy was going in with a magic marker. Because I remember it was just like a... a it's like a silhouette, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's just like... <laughs> can you imagine being the guy that's illustrating this book and just like this is going to be great i that's, need to add this yeah batman is human enough to have a big old ding dong uh, yeah so bad bad or dc black label is supposed to be their mature books like edgy for ma only so it's like how can i make this book mature bat penis yeah let's just stick with boobies learn your audience uh well we did see we did see his butt cheeks too so that was that was enough some ham hocks uh we should see naked alfred why why does he does he is he always naked under the bat suit that's what i want to (laughs) know yeah where where was his underwear i'm sure he wears like a jock strap he's got to be wearing something (laughs) and does he always completely disrobe it's got to be cold yeah, he's in a cave. I guess it can't be that cold. We all saw the bat penis. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hope it wasn't that cold because, yeah, yikes. How's he, running around, how's he running around with that thing? Yeah, he's in the wrong industry. <laughs> uh, oh, let's get to the episode. I am vengeance. I am the night. I am the Wednesday poll list. My name is Lex. I'm here with my co-host, Simon. Simon, what is up? Haka, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of the podcast is going to be a special episode. We are part of a crossover event with six other comic book related podcasts. It's called Unite the Seven. We're basically we all picked a member of the Justice League, and we're going to do sort of an episode highlighting that character. I was honored to be asked to do this. Apparently, they think Simon and I are funny, and I thought it was a, a big deal. I didn't want to tell Simon because Simon makes fun of stuff like that. So at first I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm really excited about this. Uh, Simon's down. I'll just tell him like a week before we do it. Don't put me on the spot like I'm always bad. <laughs> no, you're not bad, but you're funny. And it is funny to make fun of things. So it's 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 cool. I knew, But Simon was down and he's excited to do it as well. I don't know if he's excited to do it, but he's down to do it. Can't you tell in my voice how excited I am? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, when they when we were drawing straws, everyone was picking their characters, or they said, "Hey, who you know? Who do you guys want to pick?" And I thought, like, I'm always crapping on Batman. There's a lot of things that came into my mind when I was thinking about this. First of all, Batman is just a trending topic always. People see Batman, they click on it. So I'm like, ah, we have that. Two, it'd be relatively challenging for me to say some nice things about Batman. So let's pick Batman. Well, you already, I mean, you started with the bat dong. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, good. I, how did, he can't run around with that thing. That's right. Good for him. He's well endowed. He's yeah. he's got everything. He's got a bad. He's a bad. millionaire. <laughs> he's a millionaire. Giant penis. He hangs out with superheroes all day. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if he's got scars on it too, like the rest of his body. <laughs> it does. Like, oh, I just, I mean, Catwoman's his love, so she probably <laughs> scratch and post that thing. Uh, so this episode, <laughs> this episode is going to be a little different. Instead of doing trending topics, the first half of the podcast, we're just going to do a little bit of bat talk. All right, that's what this is called, bat talk. We're going to talk about Batman for a little bit, some of our favorite things, some of our favorite versions of Batman, and then I'm going to quiz Simon with some Batman trivia. <laughs> I wish that I had that actual, that actual Adam West sound pulling up. Uh, so, to kick things off, Simon, I want to know from you, how would you explain the Batman mythos to someone that had no context? I mean, everybody knows who Batman is, even if you don't read comic books. But let's just say it was an alien that came to Earth and was like, mm-hmm. hey, man, tell me about some superheroes. What's this Batman guy? How would you – because everybody knows about Batman, so it's hard to like break it down like that. Hmm. Well, uh, the first thing – okay, I guess if, <clears throat> if I was going to say it. It's like, all right, so there's this fake person that in order to scare people and fight crime, he dresses up like a flying rat. (laughs) Yeah. And really, he's just as crazy as the people he's trying to fight or uh, whatever. And he literally lives in like the worst city in the world. Uh There's nothing redeeming about Gotham City. and yeah he he wears all black and he's got pointy ears yeah and he's a billionaire yeah if he yeah if he weren't rich he would just look like a crazy person in the alley wearing (laughs) like pajamas and a pointy head yeah which i think would be more interesting actually i kind of would love to see that Uh, you know people say people say you know batman is this batman because of the trouble with this parents but like people's parents get in, in gotham i guarantee yeah. a lot of people's parents get murdered in the streets they should do one where one issue where uh batman is like brooding by the gargoyles and there's like a guy behind him doing the same thing like <laughs> this city killed my parents but it's just a homeless guy he has like a like a beanie on a big green jacket and like a like an old fashioned paper old- sack old-fashioned homeless guy with like a, a pan on his head <laughs> like a oh, pot wow, yeah <laughs> like a can of beans <laughs> like overalls with one strap yeah uh, this killed my fringe have you seen the old the, like the original version of batman where he's like wearing black he has a red cape or he has like red wings mm. and a domino mask i don't know if i've seen that it's like the it's like the very like their original version of Batman. Uh, I think it would be way. I think it's possible that you and I should do a character and just base it off of that original version of Batman and call it something like Batsman or something like that, or Batman and he has like a bat. There is a Batsman. That, that mm. is a. Oh, I see. Yeah. I think that's way cooler than all black edgy Batman. <laughs> but I like corny. I like corny stuff. 
He's got black wings and a red suit. Ah, that's what it is. That's not as cool. And he's blonde. <laughs> we don't it's need more very, blonde guys. Not very scary. I would, I like if that if that swooped in that'd be pretty scary, man. Well, I'd be like, what the hell? Yeah, <laughs> more jarring than scary, but yeah, I get you. Yeah, that's a good that's a good breakdown. I always like to hear your breakdowns on things. If you guys listen to our review shows on what if or whatever is going on, I always ask Simon to break it down because I'm terrible at breaking things down, and Simon usually makes it enjoyable. So yeah, mm. great job, man. Thanks. Who? Is your out of all of Bat Media, who is your favorite Batman? Like va- favorite version of Batman, not necessarily like voice actor or actor. Uh, we're talking like real life. What are we talking? Real life cartoons, car- comic books. If you have oh, like okay. a favorite run, my favorite Batman to this day, because I'm like an edge lord, is yeah. uh, the Dark Knight Returns. I've always just been a fan of the Batman that isn't invincible. Mm-hmm. And I think him, even though he kind of is in that. Yeah, uh, fight Superman. Yeah. Anytime yeah. Batman fights Superman, I'm just like, all right. <laughs> there's no way. But I mean, e- even in that, like if it weren't for um, the Kryptonite arrow, you know, mm-hmm. he wouldn't really stand a chance. He was getting his shit rocked. Um, yeah. Even in the suit. So, but I like him because he's like slow and he's kind of crazy, but he's not yeah. like full out all star Batman crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's always been my favorite. Yeah, my favorite Batman. He is big, like hulking big. He's big. Yeah. <laughs> he's like short and fat. But and I've always thought I always thought it was weird in that book, and I like that book. I really do. I don't. I may, I don't like any of the sequel books because they're crazy yeah but i do like that book what it's always was always jarring to me one thing that i love is i love superman the way he's depicted in that like when they're on the they're at the, where the horses are and he's talking to them like the eagles <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, i love that because that's what superman is to me but him and batman are like the same size yeah and superman's like superman he's supposed but, to be a giant character but batman is just like as big as he is but I think Superman is Superman, not necessarily from his physique, but from the powers he has. So I th- yeah, I know, but it's also like a, an imagery thing. Like that's why I always like Chris big bad Superman. Yeah, same. Because he's no, or Dean or Dean Kane. Yeah, my favorite. <laughs> Dean Kane. <laughs> my favorite version of Batman in all media is the Batman from Batman: Brave and the Bold. Mm, yeah. I think it is a. And not necessarily, I don't necessarily think it's the best Batman, but I think he's my favorite because he, that character embodies all the forms of Batman. World's greatest detective, badass, everything with prep time, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Adam West, Batman, everything that's cool from the movies, gadgets, like everything that is Batman is all in that show. And the show is just so well done. And people that haven't watched it or think it's like too kitty. I've watched it from beginning to end maybe ten times. It's so good. Yeah, that's a it's a good one, and that's a that's a really good answer. I think that would probably be my second for that reason. But yeah, so he's he's really powerful um, and brave and the bold, which is kind of ridiculous, but great show nonetheless. Yeah, and I th- and I think the him being a culmination of like 
the fans thinking Batman can beat anybody, God himself, because of like prep time. I think like that being tied into that character is is part of my appreciation. Yeah. My favorite version of Batman, though, if I'm being my angsty Batman self, is Batman Beyond. I like Terry, McGin- oh, yeah. Terry McGinnis Batman significantly more than I like Bruce Wayne's Batman. But that's the only negative thing I'm going to say about Bruce Wayne in this episode. <laughs> besides in the book we review later on. Who's your favorite? Well, there's only one voice actor, Batman. I mean, <laughs> Conroy legitimately yeah. is the only one that can uh, that can be credited as that even though the guy that plays the batman brave and the bold voice is good yeah the <laughs> the guy from the drew carey show or whatever <laughs> yeah. he's also from office space yeah yeah that's what i always think of when i think of him <laughs> that's what you would do with the million dollars <laughs> two girls at the same time man uh yeah he's he does a good he does a good one I, he, he does in harlequin too he does her his voice yeah. right yeah Favorite live action Batman? Uh, mm, Don't say Brad. I almost. Uh, <laughs> I mean, um, honestly, I've got to say probably uh, Michael Keaton. He, I think he plays both roles pretty well, mm-hmm. like this dopey rich person but also this like brooding batman even though he was the darker version of batman and very stiff yeah uh and he's short i i still like him i never really was into christian bell's batman was all those movies are great um but i never really bought it yeah yeah, you know same. same i love those movies but i don't like him as batman yeah maybe val kilmer I love that movie. I know a lot of people hate that movie. Man. I mean, I really liked Val Kilmer because he's a really handsome man, too. I love that movie, and it, it reminds me of, like, a decent continuation from the first two Batman movies. But if you watch it like an Adam West movie, like, it, well, not even that. I think the George Clooney one's more like an Adam West movie. Like, that one's, oh, really, yeah. that one's really insane and campy. Yeah. And he has the bat credit card and stuff like that. <laughs> Never leave home without it. Yeah, that one's like an Adam West movie. But this one, I feel like, was a decent continuation of, like, the first two. Yeah. Like, if you if you put Michael Keaton in there, even though he wanted too much money, that damn bastard. I thought he left because of Tim Burton. He left because he, he, he wanted too much money, and they weren't going to give it to him. Ah. Which sucks. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, black actors, man, you got to get paid. <laughs> you got to get paid. And they got rid of Billy D, man. Yep. Yeah. Oh man, you have to read the Batman '89 comic book. It's a continuation of that. It actually shows Billy D. Williams' character become Two Face, and he looks freaking perfect. And Joe Kionis is the artist, and it is so good. And the Batman looks like Mike, the Michael Keaton Batman. It's so good, man. I didn't know if that that was out already. Yeah, I'm, it's out. I'm Issue two just came out, uh, and we'll definitely review it once the first volume's out. My yeah. favorite live action Batman would be Michael Keaton too. And I know people say that it's like a nostalgia thing and it is, but I don't, and I don't really like Batman that much, <laughs> but I love those movies. Like to this day, I could watch both of those movies back to back and, and I enjoy them more than the trilogy, the Nolan trilogy. 
Yeah, yeah. The Nolan trilogy takes too much. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's too damn yeah. serious, especially with Joker. It's a little too serious, yeah. Yeah. And it's edgy. Edgelord. Edgelord. All right, so I have some bad trivia I want to ask you. I know it's not fair because your comic book knowledge is like early 90s, late 90s. Fruit bat. But it's Batman, so you should know most of these. Vampire bat. Let me know when you are ready. I'm ready. (laughs) All right, question. No, I don't know. There's going to be like 15, 16 questions. There's no like, this isn't 21 question, guys, so eat a duck. (laughs) <laughs> what were the names I'm going to give you the question and I'm going to give you four choices so that should make it a little easier at least you can guess on some of these but they're all pretty easy what were the names of Bruce Wayne's parents Wayne and Alice Martha Thomas and, and Thomas. Martha <laughs> I got it George and Elaine or James and Elizabeth I like these choices because in the first one his name would be Wayne Wayne yeah <laughs> and then like George Mark. and Elaine are from Seinfeld <clears throat> Yes. As a child, Bruce Wayne witnessed the gruesome murder of his parents, Thomas and Martha Wayne. They got shot in the head. (laughs) That would be way more gruesome if they did. Question numero dos. Who is credited with creating Batman? Jack Kirby, Joe Schuster, Jerry Siegel, or Bob Kane? Bob Kane. That's correct. Although he worked with Bill Finger on the original comics, Bob Kane is generally credited with creating the character Batman. Yeah. He was his 22. Wife was in... his, his wife was. A... No, go ahead. His wife was what? His wife is in a lot of the movies. I think she's the press lady. Like mm. uh, the woman that's always coming. It's like Bruce Wayne. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you? I think that's his wife. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. She, I did, she is in a lot of those movies because she's in the Batman forever one too, I think. Yeah. I think her name is Big Daddy. Wow, really? Yeah, Big Daddy Kane. (laughs) (laughs) Got him! (laughs) Yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, man. He was a 22-year-old comic book artist when he was charged with the task of creating another superhero for the DC phenomenon. This is back in the day. Um. That's cool. Okay, according to Kane, the original concept of Batman came from three sources. Leonardo da Vinci's sketch of a man trying to fly with bat-like wings the 1930s movie titled The Bat Whisperer and the masked hero, the heroes Zorro and the Shadow. It mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. His first appearance was Detective Comics number 27 in May 1939. They what were the first Batman. 27? I mean, they first 26, but... I know, they should just call it Batman Comics because he's the main character of the DC Universe. Yeah. He is. Let's go. I'm going to lose track of the numbers, so I'm not even going to number them anymore. (laughs) What Batman villain formerly worked as a zoologist? The Penguin, Man Bat, Poison Ivy, or Killer Croc? Mmm, they're getting tough. That one is kind of weird. I would say uh, Man Bat. Ooh, very good. Scientist Kirk Langstrom was employed as a zoologist at the Gotham City Zoo, where he experimented with bat mutagen to create a serum to replicate the creature's long life. After testing the serum on himself, he transformed into man bat, which I love that character in the old animated series. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Such a good character. Freaking screeching. Yeah, and he just looks cool. I like the way he was illustrated in that old old show. Yeah, Yeah, he had like an underbite. Yeah, he was always eating I'm going to get you, Batman. (laughs) 
Eating melons. Which one of these bat villains was introduced first? Mr. Freeze, the Penguin, Catwoman, or the Riddler? Ooh. That's mm. Hmm. Mr. Freeze, Catwoman, the Penguin, or, or the Riddler? Riddler? Mm-hmm. I'm going to, it's got to be between, I'm, I'm going to say this, I'm going to be wrong. I'm going to say between the Penguin and the Riddler, I'm the Riddler, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Catwoman made her first appearance in Batman number one in spring 1940. The Penguin, the Penguin, 1941. The Riddler, 1948, and Mr. Freeze in 1959. How would I know that? I wasn't born then. <laughs> I was. <laughs> <laughs> I am immortal. That's a good one. A little bit of Alfred trivia. What was Alfred the Butler's original family name? Pennyworth, Beagle, Beagle Wyndham, or Chatsworth? <laughs> before Pennyworth? Yeah, before Pennyworth. Um, scratch that one out. Cheating! What is it? Beagle? Beagle. Uh-huh. Beagle, Chadwick Wyndham, Chat, 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 Chatsworth. Chasworth or Cheddar Cheesington? This is one that I would not have known. No, no one's going to know this one. It's, uh, uh, I'll just say Beagle because that's it is, silly. It is. You're right. You got oh. it right. Nice. You are hey. a Bat fan. <laughs> what was Bat Hound's real name? His Ace. alter ego, if you will. Bert, Lucky, Champ, or Ace? Ace. Ace the Bat Hound made his first appearance in Batman issue number 92 in June 1955. He was a German Shepherd found by Batman and Robin after his master was kidnapped by a gang of counterfeiters. What the freak? Of course. I mean, that's what all the Bat family comes from. They're all traumatic <laughs> they're experiences. Adopted. Yeah, they're all adopted. And then he became the main character of whatever that book we read the other day, the uh, salty paws. What was the name? Oh, yeah. Straight, straight dog, <laughs> straight salty dog. paws. I just, whatever uh, pops in my head first is what I said. <laughs> I like it. He was inspired by the success of Batman or Superman's pet dog, Crypto, which, mm. because if you have a super dog, you have to have a bad dog to right. get in his shit and kill him if he needs to be put down. <laughs> I'd like only live that. for like 10 years, too. So, <laughs> or Ace. K, K versus A. Crypto versus. KVA, Crypto versus Ace. Dawn of Justice. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, so what comic book featured Batman teaming up with a different hero each issue? You have DC Showcase, Batman Family, Detective Comics, or The Brave and the Bold? Brave and the Bold. I mean, that's pretty, yeah. Yeah, it was the first choice, but I switched it up. <laughs> yeah. For most of its original run, The Brave and the Bold was a team-up book with the Cape Crusader as the book's main focus. Now they went on to do like um, Blue Beetle was part of it. Blue Beetle Booster Gold, which is, it just became like a crossover book. Uh, but Batman was the main character at just like the show we were talking about. Yeah. What superhero team did Batman found with Metamorpho and Black Lightning? The All-Star Squadron, Batman Incorporated, Crusaders, or The Outsiders? Hmm. It's not Batman Incorporated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's all bad people. Yeah, bad people. Um, <laughs> the Avengers. Uh, what did yes. you say again? So, not Batman Incorporated. Crusaders, All-Star Squadron, Outsiders. 
Hmm. Can I phone a friend? Hold on. Boop, boop, boop. Uh, I got to I don't know. I'll, it would probably uh, be, you'd probably call me, I would hope. <laughs> yeah. Crusaders, maybe. Batman founded the Outsiders with two heroes who had refused membership in the Justice League, Black, Light, Black Lightning and Metamorpho. Other founding members were Geoforce, Katana, and Halo. It was cool because Black Lightning, they asked him to be in it, but he was like, nah, y'all ain't, Black I'm, not gonna be y'all's, I'm not going to be y'all's token, token character, man. I'm out. <laughs> I like the, uh, the old, I like Black Lightning though. The old Justice League Black Lightning. <laughs> they just like had Black like Vulcan. the Lightning. Huh? Yeah, like Lightning legs. They, they couldn't call him Black Lightning <laughs> yeah, back he then. Just they, had to call ridiculous. Him, they had to call him Black Vulcan. He had nah. like, he didn't have any pants either. It was just like a Speedo. <laughs> yeah. I bet, Black yeah. Vulcan. They, had, they probably a bigger Speedo than he had. <laughs> they were. They should have gave him sweatpants. <laughs> What writer first referred to Batman as the Dark Knight? Frank Miller, Christopher Nolan, Bill Finger, or Bob Kane? That's a good one. I would say Frank Miller. Mm. The nickname was first applied to Batman in Batman issue number one, 1940, in a story written by Bill Finger. So, so, uh, so Frank Miller? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Years later. This is a question that I know you will know. What Batman villain lost his beloved wife, Nora, to a terminal illness? Ra's al Ghul, Scarecrow, or Two-Face? Mr. Freeze. <laughs> yeah. Trying to when trick me, dog. When his beloved wife fell terminally ill, Victor Freeze, which I've always hated that that was his name. I always hated that that was his last name. Well, it's really Fries. Yeah, it's, yeah it is Fries, but he's... I'm not going to say what ethnicity is because I don't really know. Because Arnold played him, so I don't want to mix, mix them all. <laughs> he obsessively searched for a way to cure her, and um, obviously it turned him into a mutant that can only survive in sub-zero temperatures. Great character. Again, yeah. I hate to reference Batman Beyond, but the episode where Mr. Freeze is in Batman Beyond is one of the best episodes yeah. ever. Super, um, Yeah, super sad. And then... All the episodes he's in on the uh, animated series, he's great. And the movie, he's yeah. great. He's Sub-Zero. Such a... People don't talk about Batman Sub-Zero. That movie was so good. <sighs> yeah. It was like yeah. the animated movie, not right, Mask yeah. of the Phantasm or whatever. Yeah, I've got that one. It's, uh, it's a big deal, you know, when Shang, uh, Shang Tsung comes in there and steals <laughs> his wife's soul. Yeah, yeah. And, then Batman and, Sub- and Batman and Sub-Zero kill all of the... So it was all Scorpion's tribe, all mm-hmm. these ninjas, they kill all of them. Terrible. What Batman villain was murdered and thrown into Slaughter Swamp? Copperhead, Onyx, Solomon Grundy, or Jack of Napes? Which is a great name. Uh, Solomon Grundy want pants too. Solomon Grundy want pants. That's, I will, that will always <laughs> and forever be my favorite bat-related meme. Yeah, and you have to be like our age to know it because it was like a Cartoon Network boomerang <laughs> commercial. <laughs> yeah, it was just a commercial. It was just a I, commercial. I just want some pants. Oh, a decent pair of pants. <laughs> so good, so good. And then that's good because it's Brainiac, and he is just wearing underwear. It's really weird, and it, that's a gold commercial. But then at the end of it, you have Solomon Grundy one pants too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember being a kid and crying, laughing, thinking what? that was so funny. And no, and I'm like, and I know myself, like no one is going to think that's as funny as I do. Right. Well, and it's like, and it was fun. I think we connected over that. <laughs> somebody, I think so. 
one of us quoted it and the other knew exactly what the other yeah, was Yeah, I think so. Cyrus um, Gold. Cyrus Gold was a Gotham City merchant who was murdered and thrown into Slaughter Swamp, where he transformed into the undead, incredibly strong zombie-like creature known as Solomon Grundy. Solomon Grundy's a weird character because sometimes he's like a zombie zombie and sometimes he's just like Grey Hulk, where he's like a mobster, fully a- sentient zombie. Yeah, that's kind of how he was in uh, Long Halloween. When he's in there, he's just a huge dude, but he can only he's in the save sewer, the right? Huh? Yeah, is, he's in the sewer in that one, right? But Batman's really nice to him. Gives him a turkey leg and some taters. Yeah, yeah. Solomon Grundy born on a Monday. <laughs> Such a sad. It's that's the saddest version of him. Is where he can only say that the whatever poem tale. Mm-hmm. So sad. Fuck him. <laughs> he's evil what is do I got next I don't I mean he, uh, maybe just a gray <laughs> Hulk a, man he's in the he's in his rogues gallery who was the first Batman supporting character to be introduced Robin Vicky Vale ooh mm. Commissioner Gordon or Alfred mm. that's a good one we know it's not Robin because Robin was obviously after yeah that was after he decided he liked little boys um <laughs> after he wanted to take them under his wing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I'll take you under my wing. I'll adopt you. You're traumatized. Yeah. Uh I gotta say Alfred. I don't know. It's a good choice. Commissioner James Gordon debuted in the first panel of Detective Comics issue number twenty seven, May nineteen thirty nine. Mm. It was also Batman's sense. first appearance. Yeah, that makes sense. I hate it when he does that. Batman does the disappearing thing. Yeah. I also hate when he does that because it's a dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I always like when they, there was a YouTube thing where he like runs away. <laughs> it's like Batman running away or just seeing him like crawl around. Like that's just yeah. what I love. Like when Pete Holmes does Batman, it's really, really, it's annoying, but it's good. Yeah. So Go, annoying. Goes on a little bit too long. Yeah. Yeah. He does it a little too much, but it's fun. Pete Holmes sidebar, his X-Men interviews or whatever are gold though. Mm hmm. Where he plays Professor X. Yeah. So good. We'll, we'll talk about those on the X-Men episode. Who was Batman's first love interest? Vicki Vale, Catherine Kane, Dinah Lance, or Julie Madison? Vicki Vale. Vicki Vale was, interestingly enough, the uh, Nicole Kidman's character. Mm-hmm. Was that Nicole Kidman that played her in Batman no, Forever? No, 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 no. Was it? No. She was a doctor. She was Doctor. No, Vicky Vale was. Uh, oh, Vicky. Uh, Vicky Vale yeah. was in Batman Returns. Or no, was, first Batman. Yeah, she's that model. Um, Christy yes. Brinkley. No, no, it starts with a B though, and her first name starts with a K. Damn. Mm, I don't know. Yeah, look it up for me. But that's not right. In the earliest Batman comics, Bruce Wayne dates the often imperiled Julie Madison, an actress and socialite who eventually weds into European royalty. Good for her. Kim Basinger. Kim Basinger. That's what it is. Yeah, she first appeared in Detective Comics, issue number 31, and she uh, she was only in four issues. Wow. Good for her, man. She got rid of Batman and married into European royalty. Talk about an upgrade. Really? What alien? What? I mean, at least she didn't have to deal with all like this fucking trauma. <laughs> yeah, scarred up bat dick. <laughs> what alias does Batman often use when working undercover? Don Fortunato. <laughs> That's a great name. Wilson Fisk, 
Carmine Falcone or Matches Malone? Oof. Uh, you know this one. Is it Matches? It it's Matches. Matches Malone was the name of a small-time criminal and common guys adopted by Batman to infil- infiltrate the Gotham criminal underworld. I love it because it's just Bruce Wayne. Yeah, and I remember like a, it from He the, wears like a pencil-thin mustache. Yeah, from like the that. animated series and the match. Yeah. And he just, yeah, he has a match and he dresses in a fucking fedora. I think that's and, when he goes to the sweat. Did it, in the animated series, I, I remember one traumatic episode was when Bruce Wayne basically gets put in this work camp for that uh-huh. fat dude, and they put him in like the hot box. Yeah, that episode's that was terrifying. Yeah, because I was yeah. like, "Oh my god, he's gonna die there." This is the it end. Was that episode that that was really intense as a kid, and then the episode where he had to, it was like Saw. It was like the first version of Saw where he had to give up the cowl. He was like locked in this room, and the guy that had him locked in there just wanted his cowl. Mm. his cape and cowl and he didn't he was like i don't give a shit who you are he's like i don't care who you are under the mask i want the cape and cowl because i could sell that in the criminal underworld for millions of dollars and it also is sort of like demasculating to you oh man such a good episode it was saw before saw and also he didn't have to chop his own leg off or anything Mm. but he could have with prep time because i I remember the episode where it was in Raza Ghoul's camp, and he was still wearing the cowl, but no shirt. Yeah, that, <laughs> that was cool. a weird one. That was cool. <laughs> oh, I love Batman. Who killed Batman's parents? Frank Miller, Carmine Falcone, Sal Moroni. It's a lot of Italian people that Batman beats up. <laughs> or Joe Chill. Joe Chill. In some yeah. stories. In some stories. Sometimes it's Joker, which is weird. Batman's origin stories first established in Detective Comics 33 and was later reproduced in Batman number one, where the mugger was not given a name. But in Batman issue number 47, they discovered that Joe Joe Chill, a small time crime boss, is none other than the man that killed his parents. Hmm. Joe Chill, you bastard. He should have been the name of Mr. Freeze. Yeah, that'd be way cooler. Chill. Everybody chill. Which of these characters is not a real Batman villain? Polka Dot Man, Naked Mole Rat Man, Lord Death Man, Snowman. This is a good question. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, because he has such, he has, it just shows that he has the most ridiculous, like everybody knows his main rogues gallery, but he has so many like ridiculous small time villains. What about the Condiment King? Um, Condiment King is the best. He should have been in Suicide Squad. Yeah, that would have been great. Uh, dude, I don't even know. Pick one at <laughs> random for me. Um, I mean, I know the answer. Obviously, uh, we have the answers. <laughs> what did you say? The last two naked polka dot man, naked mole rat man, Lord Death man, and Snowman. Mm, naked mole rat man. The naked mole rat man is a real thing, but he's not a Batman villain. Wow. Lord Deathman is always one of my favorites because it's from the Bat manga and he's just like the guy with the skeleton. <laughs> You've seen him before. He's just like a skeleton dude with a cape. Uh, he's so he, good. He made me think of like the Grim Reaper or whatever from Marvel. Like that's all I can see in yeah. my head. Oh no, you have to look up Lord Deathman. You'll it's so perfect. It's from the <laughs> Bat manga and it's like cheesy, it's old school, but it looks so good. And like so good for me because I like corny oh, <laughs> stupid yeah. stuff. It was very 
This is a good question that I actually did not know the answer to. Who provides the secret layers to Batman's enemies? Here are the answers that I didn't make these answers up, folks. So if you're out there and you're on one side of the political fence, don't take it out on me. First answer is Donald Trump, Hmm. (laughs) which would be great. A character named the landlord, the broker or the mogul. It's not the broker. It's it's not Donald Trump. Um, Let's see. Let's see. There's a Mego Lord Deathman action figure. Uh, I have to get it. He's got a six shooter. Uh, not the what did we say? Not broker. Not. So I have Donald Trump, the landlord, the broker, and the mogul. I'm gonna say the mogul. Okay. Sherman Fine, also known as the broker, provides hideouts and secret layers for Gotham's city criminals at a price. He's found hmm. places for the Joker, Catwoman, Mad Hatter, and others. Hmm. I figured, I thought the broker was a uh, MCU thing. Like the or, power broker no. you're thinking about. Ah, I see. He, he brokers powers. He's on different, he's on real estate. Yeah. Okay. Batman's, this is, I think this might be the last three questions. Okay. Let's do this, guys. Bruce Wayne's parents died outside what theater? The Rigelia Theater? The Gotham Theater, the Monarch Theater, or the Royal Theater? The Monarch Theater, but I think the first one is Regalia. (laughs) Ridge, even though it has a D in it? Oh, no, never mind. It's R-I-D-G-L-E-A. I don't know. I don't don't know how to read. I would would totally accept if you said yes. Thomas and Martha Wayne were walking home from the Monarch Theater with Bruce when they were gunned down by Joe Chill, who wanted a pearl necklace from Martha. <laughs> he wanted a pearl <laughs> necklace on Martha. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I looked, I waited, paused, and looked at you until, <laughs> until you got that. According to the 1960s TV show, how far is the Batcave from Gotham City? And so this is just... It's interesting because like you and I last episode talked about how we both love the old Adam West Batmobile. And I just remember, like I obviously wasn't born in the sixties. I didn't watch the show when it first came out, but I did watch the show because they played it for years and years afterwards. Mm-hmm. I just remember the, I thought it was so weird after reading Batman comic books that it was always in the daytime and he always left out of the <laughs> cave in the daytime, which makes sense. They, the show, they're not going to fill it, film it at nighttime, I guess. Is it 41 miles, 14 miles, 4 miles, or 1 mile? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you have to do calculus. This is like a word math problem. Uh, I feel like it's... Oh, in the show... I know that... I don't know. 41 miles. That's what I'm going to say. 14 miles. A sign, a, sign, a sign outside of the Batcave says 14 miles to Gotham City every time he leaves the Batcave. Yeah, which is so stupid. Like hey, we know where the Batcave is, man. <laughs> it's right outside that sign. Oh gosh, so stupid. Last question, guys. Another Adam West question because I could not have not included any Adam West stuff because I love that version of Batman so much. So, 
What did Batman do in the very first episode of the 1960s Batman TV show? Did he rob a bank, wrestle an alligator, try to drive drunk, or slap Robin? This is what did Batman do in the very first episode of the Adam West 1960s Batman TV show? Uh, I'm going to think the most. I'm going to say wrestle an alligator. No. Rob a bank, wrestle an alligator, try to drive drunk, or slap Robin. Burt Ward. I don't, I feel like that's in the comic, the meme. I don't feel like that exists. Oh, yeah, that is the, yeah, that is the. I'm going to say, I'm going to say either wrestle uh, an alligator or rob the bank. I'm going to say wrestle an alligator. Okay. After the Riddler spiked Batman's orange juice and abducted Robin, the Cape Crusader tried to pursue in the Batmobile, but a pair of Gotham cops wisely confiscated his car keys. (laughs) Adam West. He's like, you know what? I'll do it drunk. Fuck it. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Bonus question. Just to see if you know this one, because I didn't know this one. How much was Jack Nicholson paid to play the Joker in the 1989 Batman movie who also starred Michael Keaton? $10 million, $1 million, he worked for scale, or $100 million? Uh, worked for scale? Yeah, so like uh, he was going to get a percentage of the overall gross of the movie. Hmm. Uh, did he? I feel like he got he definitely got paid more than Michael Keaton, mm-hmm. but I'm not exactly sure how much because I don't know how much Michael Keaton made. Um, yeah, what was it? Sorry, one more time 10 million dollars, one million dollars, work for scale, or a hundred million dollars. I'm gonna say 10. Million. This is the this is the last question, guys. When Jack Nicholson accepted the role for Joker in 1989's Batman for six million dollars instead of the average salary of ten million dollars, part of the deal was that Nicholson would earn a percentage of the film's total earnings, including merchandise sales. Jeez, merchandise. What, what a deal! In all, for his work as the Joker, Nicholson was said to have pocketed over one hundred million dollars. Damn. For Batman 1. I feel like that is a trick question. Because it you... is, it's, it's work for scale and $100 million. Well, also $10 million. He said instead also, of $10 million. Well, he did. He only got paid $6 million instead of the average $10 million. Right, right, right. So instead of $10 million, he worked he for scale million. and then made 100 So he, he signed for $6 million, worked for scale, made $100 million, didn't take the $10 million. No one, I think Michael Keaton got paid $1 million. Yeah. You know, that's probably why Michael Keaton was like asking for a stupid amount of money for Batman Forever. Probably. He's like, yo. Looks like I paid $100 million. I know what I'm worth. And I'm the, the, it's not called The Joker. They'll never make a movie called The Joker. Yeah, that's who would silly. do that? That's <laughs> all we got for the trivia, guys. I do have a follow-up question that's not trivia related. And... It's for Simon, obviously, because no one else is here. <laughs> what is your favorite bat vehicle? Oh, bat vehicle. I've got to say, I'm going to say the uh, animated series Batwing is probably my favorite. Oh, that is a good one. That's a good one. Or the Bat Cycle from the same. And the animated series had the best 
in my opinion, best design. Because the Batmobile was perfect. It was silly, but it was perfect. Yeah, can't turn. Straight straight only. (laughs) Yeah. Um, My favorite would would probably be the same. I mean, I really like the Batwing from the first Batman movie. Yeah. The Batman, the one from Batman Forever is also very good. Yeah. But if I can play a wild card, I'm going to say the Batmobile from Batman Beyond. Yeah. So cool. Doesn't make sense, but it's the future. So maybe it does, you know, maybe it just doesn't make sense to me because I'm stupid. I wish they would make a, I've always wanted like a toy of the Batmobile from Batman Beyond, even though it just looks like a turd. (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's just like an egg like a black yeah. egg they have one from back in the day but it's like very early ni- or late 90s early 2000s it has all these extra stuff that it makes it look like it's not even the, the right, Batmobile. Right. most of those toys back then looked like that like there there was barely any regular batman beyond toys they were always like batman beyond with x-ray vision action yeah yeah batman beyond infected with a virus and he had like all these weird digital scaling on his yeah yeah, such a great character, though, man. Yeah. I'm making the mistake of collecting the first six-issue series, which is dumb. The first six-issue series? So, yeah, so the original comic book series of Batman Beyond is only six issues. Oh, way back. Way back, yeah. Right, yeah. like, when the animated series was coming out, like, they first put it out. There's three different copies of number one. They're all relatively expensive. There was one that was exclusively for Six Flags, one that was a newsstand, which some people don't know what newsstand books are, but like genuinely they would sell comic books at newsstands back in the day and it would have a UPC code on the cover instead of like the image of like Spider-Man's head, which I know Spider-Man's head wasn't on DC books, but I just always picture Spider-Man's head on those things. So there's a regular one, a newsstand one and a Six Flags one that had the the bald guy that the guy had cancer. That was his make a wish. I I believe it. That's that's not real. He wasn't really on that guy. I'm just kidding. It just said Six Flags. But that's that's all we got for our sort of Batman love. Yeah, I don't know. I do like Batman. I want to preface that. Like I do talk about Batman a lot and how much I hate him. I really just hate Batman fans. And like how they think he's this, he has superpowers by the way they, you know, covet how powerful he is. He has superpowers. I like, I don't like Batman on the Justice League. Yeah, I think every now and then they could call him and be like, hey man, we have a problem. We can't solve this mystery, Scooby-Doo style. (laughs) Yeah. But Batman shouldn't be in outer space punching Brainiac robots and fighting Martians. He shouldn't, man. That's dumb. Or getting mech vehicles like in that. (laughs) That's, That's dumb, man. That's dumb. I like Batman in Gotham City being a shitty detective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I like this and I like what you said earlier. Like, yeah, he is crazy. He's as crazy as all of the people that he tries to fight. Yeah, I just imagine a guy dressed up like a bat and how stupid that is. Yeah. Like really, legitimately. A few years ago, and this was more than a few years ago, it's probably twenty years ago. Stanley went over to DC. They they did this special thing where it was like Stanley presents the DC universe, mm-hmm. and he did all these different variations of the main characters, and I loved it so much. He had a Batman. He did Batman, but he was like legitimately a guy in like a bat suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that one. And he was like a detective in real life, 
but then he dressed up as a bat. And I was like, man, that makes way more sense than a billionaire. Like, it, uh, that just doesn't make sense to me, man, that a billionaire, his parents died when he was a kid. He grew up as a billionaire, and then he went around the world to learn martial arts, to come back to Gotham City, to beat up Joe Chill, who at that time would be like 70 years old. Yeah, he could have just tripped him going down the stairs and be done with it. <laughs> he could have paid somebody to, hey, I know he's not evil, but he could have paid someone to kill Joe Chill. End of story. Yeah, break his legs. Yeah, here's a million dollars. It's Gotham. I'm pretty sure you could pay anybody on the street to do something bad. I'd do it. It's a terrible place. I'd do it I'd for a million dollars. I'd do it. I'd do it for a million dollars, too. Uh, it's, everyone's like, ugh. Logging off this episode. These guys are talking about <laughs> That's all we got, guys. We're going to listen to some ads, and uh, we'll be right back. Are you on the hunt for great import collectibles for a great price? Well, check out SaviorCalCustomsAndCollectibles.com. They have great figures and model kits based on your favorite anime, comic, or movie heroes. They sent us a 30-minute mission model kit, and it was awesome. These are from Bandai, and they're modular mechs and can be mixed and matched with awesome accessories, and they make great army builders. From Nendroid to Mezco, these are your guys. They even do customs. Check out XavierCalCustomsAndCollectibles.com. That's X-A-V-I-E-R. C-A-L, customsandcollectibles.com. Welcome back, and thank you for listening to those ads. This is the section of the podcast where we review a trade. Some people call it a trade review. Some. Some people do. And if you've been listening to this episode, I hope you have. I hope you didn't just jump in in the middle. You know that it's a special episode. It's part of the podcast crossover with some of the amazing comic book podcasts out there. We will list them all in the show notes. All the episodes related to the event, you definitely have to check them out. They're I've listened to all of them so far. I just finally caught up today, which is Saturday, the week before. They really did a good job. Uh, we are the last show in the event, and uh, I'm sorry that we dropped the ball. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'm just kidding. I don't think we dropped the on ball. this but... very special episode of the Wednesday Pool List. <laughs> We're going to talk about. Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Batman. I mean, Batman. We didn't want to, and this was established at the, and you know, when we were talking about how the event was going to go, I didn't want to do something like totally out of the ordinary. And then at the beginning of the episode, we didn't do training topics. We just sort of did some, a Batman trivia highlight thing, but I'd still want to keep like what we do on the show the same. Like, I don't want to break what we do. Anytime we break the mold or switch things up, it tanks our views. So I was like, I don't want to, or takes our dollars. I don't want to do that. I want to do the event, but I also don't want to lose a bunch of listeners because I tried something new. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. we're going to review a book and it's going to be a Batman book. So we're still sort of doing both things. Originally, we had planned out the whole month to do spoopy books because it's spooky season. Spoopy. We were going to do Long Halloween. I was just completely taken over by school this week. And we, like I said, we we're going to read Long Halloween. And I got, I downloaded it and I pulled it up and it was like 13 issues. I just do not remember it being 13 issues long. Yeah, it's like it's in the name, you know? It it's really like, is it's long. Like, <laughs> it's, like every, it's like they went through every season, <laughs> every holiday. Uh, and so I hit something up last night and was like, listen, man, uh, I don't know if I'm going to read 387 pages tomorrow. I just know I'm not. Cause I, 
sometimes when I'm reading these books after I've done a lot of stuff, I was outside in the heat all day. I'll just fall asleep. Like some books, I just fall asleep when I'm reading them for the show, and it just like sucks. And I know that I would fall asleep because I've read it before. Yeah, we could have done it, but I'm lazy, and I also wanted to read something new, something that I we talk about all the time, something that you've never read before, something that I had never read before. I like doing that. So the book we're reading is Batman Dams. During the cold open, we talked about the Batman Dong, which is what the original <laughs> title of this was. Batman Donged. <laughs> but they switched it up, and they called it Batman Damned. It's still sort of spooky, but I don't know. It's very culty. I don't, yeah, I don't know. It's spooky, and it's a, a mystery. It's only three issues. They're longer issues. It's by DC Black Label, which is supposed to be DC's sort of mature audience books. They got rid of Vertigo. That's what Vertigo was, except Vertigo did like Elseworld stories and not related to superhero books like fables and things like that. Mm -hmm. But they shut down Vertigo. They created DC Black Label. I was interested in DC Black Label, but it doesn't have the best track record because we reviewed a book once on here that was Batman Three Jokers, and that was a Black Label book, and we crapped on that. (laughs) <laughs> pretty hard one thing that I will say about these DC Black Label books though is the art seems to be the focus mm-hmm. <laughs> more more because that Jason Fabok in Three Jokers that that's the best Batman illustrations I've ever seen uh, so they're keeping the thread going with this one not to I don't want no, I'm not going to spoil my opinion about the story I'm just going to dive right in Batman Damned, issue number one. The Joker is dead. There's no doubt about that. But whether Batman finally snapped his scrawny neck or some other sinister force in Gotham City did the deed is still a mystery. Problem is, Batman can't remember. And the more he digs into this labyrinth case, the more his mind starts to doubt everything he's uncovering. So who is better to set him straight other than John Constantine, which was came out of left field? Mm-hmm. The problem with that is that as much as John loves a good mystery, he also likes fucking with people. (laughs) Which I do like that about that character. Yeah. So with John's quote-unquote help, the pair dive deep into the underbelly of Gotham as they race toward the mind-blowing truth of who murdered the Joker. Before I ask you your initial thoughts on this first issue, I'm going to tell you I got no idea what's going on. (laughs) Thank you. Because I don't either. I got no idea. Like, yes, Joker's dead. But that's it. Other than that, I was like, what? (laughs) Yeah, it seems like a lot of half thoughts. And it's it's narrated by John Constantine, which makes it make a little bit more sense. Because I don't, I'm a wanker. I don't speak the Queen's English. I will say that the art is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And it's illustrated in such a gorgeous, dark tone. A lot of times we talk about lettering. This is probably the, it's almost distracting how good the lettering is in this book. Because it seems hand lettered rather than most, most other comic books have generally the same sort of lettering style. This one seems completely hand lettered. 
and it's almost distracting. Like there was a few times where I had to go back and just to make sure I was reading the right thing. Very, very dense. I, I don't know if that makes sense. Like the art and the lettering, it's, it's very dense in this book. Yeah. It, like it was almost distracting. It was almost like I, I was focusing so much on the art and the lettering that it, like I didn't, and maybe I just didn't realize what was going on with the story and I was pulling to what interested me the most. Maybe right. that's what it was. Yeah, same. <clears throat> there were some really interesting character designs. Um, this, I do love his suit. This might be my favorite Batman suit. Well, and that's what's funny because I think this suit is inspired by or is i don't remember seeing it in arkham knight i think it's from the batman anime or something like that it's from it's from another uh i don't know if it's black label but it's from another batman sort of elseworld story like this illustrated by the same author it's called batman noel it was a batman christmas story that's it yes it's it's the same it's because i imagine it's because the same illustrator did yeah. both of those stories that he's using that bat suit, which I love this bat suit. It's my favorite bat, one of my favorite Batman suits. One thing I really love about Batman in this story is that he is—he's very much wearing—he's not wearing spandex. It, it makes a lot of sense for what he's doing. Mm-hmm. It's it, yeah, it's practical for it's him. Heavily padded. Yeah, it seems like. I mean, he's very durable. He mostly seems like a man in this. Um, yeah. And I need to go to issue one. Sorry. Yeah. And, and I mean, just going along with that, uh, the main character that I love his character design, which I feel like I don't know why he's in this is dead man. Yeah, me too. Me too. So dead man is, I love the character dead man. I've established it in every episode and in this episode numerous times. I like corny, silly things. Yeah, and Dead Man is a character, as his name explains, he's dead. But his design is that he wears this leotard circus outfit, high collar, it's red. But in Batman Damned, it looks like skin. Or like uh, if you didn't have skin. Yeah, just he's like straight up meat. He's supposed to be like skinned. In fact, John Constantine yeah. calls him skinned or whatever. And the D on his chest or his stomach area is just tendons. But I Mm -hmm. find what's most disturbing and intriguing about this character design is like the meat collar. He still (laughs) has the collar. Yeah. Yeah. And it definitely looks like muscle tissue and a little bit of bone. And it's super creepy. And his character in this is sort of like a junkie rather than in the mainstream comics. He just takes over bodies and that's it. But in this he's like, he needs it. And he's sort of like feeds off of the, there's later on before you see, he actually gets to feel the fire and he just lets this guy get engulfed in flames because yeah. he feels it. And so, and even John Constantine calls him, or, or, I don't know if it's John Constantine or another character that will be introduced later. They call him a junkie. Like, Hey, you're a junkie. Get out of here. We know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You're just like jumping in these bodies to get your high quote unquote, you know, you're feeling which uh, I was I like the design of the Joker too, even though we don't see much of him. Yeah, with like the, the actual scarred face, sort of like uh, Heath Ledger's. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a gorgeous book, man. I mean, really detailed on all the characters. Yes, uh, I'm I'm not a huge fan of over like how dark it is personally. 
Yeah. It reminds me of that last part. I, I feel like I go back to this all the time, but it reminds me of that last part of the run uh, with, I can't remember his name, of Spawn. The Spawn? After Al Simmons dies and the white dude takes over, mm. it's kind of like this. It's just really dark and gross. Yeah. I don't understand the, the childhood... Uh... It seems like Enchantress. Yeah. I don't understand that at all. Yeah, that was the problem I was having. But I also f- go ahead. Thomas Wayne's a dirtbag in this book. Yeah, definitely. What? I kind of feel like that's good though, to make them human. Yeah, yeah, because his dad is sort of like this perfect perfect character in Gotham, him and his wife. Yeah, and like they were going, I mean, this is later, but the idea that they weren't a perfect family when they went to the Monarch Theater. Yeah. Yeah, it was it, it was just a lot of going on, and I did not know what was going on. I, I think with um, John Constantine narrating, it kind of makes it really hard to understand. Yeah. Not because again. of the speech, just because... He's not explaining what's happening <laughs> to me. Maybe yeah. I mean, maybe I'm just. And he dumb. doesn't know what. Well, he does also doesn't know what's going on in Bruce's flashbacks. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I just I don't know because immediately after. So it seems like John Constantine healed Batman's. He was mortally wounded. Yeah, he's been stabbed a shit ton of times. He was gonna die. We we know what's gonna happen, but at this point, we don't. So he just gets back out there. He finds out the Joker's dead and he just hits the streets again. But then he immediately goes to a flashback of him spitting off this bridge and his dad with his mistress, which is like, what? Mm-hmm. And uh, Bruce almost falls off the side of this bridge. And then it sort of just, I don't I don't understand Enchantress's involvement in it because it's like she's in it already in issue one and she's tempting him to like, He's terrified now after almost falling off the bridge. And his dad even shakes him to the core even more. He's like, what are you trying to do? Get yourself killed. And he's like screaming at him because some people don't know how to deal with things. Right. And it seems like it's a long shot. So maybe Enchantress has something to do with him going from having this hyper anxiety to being Batman who can stand on the same bridge on just a beam. Yeah, I I do think her point is to make the Batman. Yeah. And this character, we see this homeless guy that has um, seen everything. I didn't get this vibe right now, but that's definitely the Spectre, right? That's what I thought. Mainly because like did... later he has like green word bubbles. Yeah. Well, and his jacket or his like coat is green-ish. It gets more green. But then, like later on, he it, it like actually dips down in front of him to where it looks like a more like a cowl, and his yeah. face looks like way more white. His face is white right here in issue number one. Um, so he's definitely, definitely Spectre, which is cool. I like that they're adding this because these are characters that are in sort of Batman's world. All these supernatural characters, mm-hmm. so I do like that. Um, Commissioner Gordon's the fucking worst. I kind of like that. My two favorite Batmans is when he's just a regular detective dude 
and kind of mm-hmm. when he's in these occult situations, but he's still like yeah. a regular dude. <laughs> he's a regular guy, yeah. And it's not like he knows. I like that he doesn't know. It's not like an established like Batman knows everybody. He knows everything. Like he's aware of Constantine, but like they don't know each other. Mm-hmm. I do like that. And uh, another reason why I thought it was the Spectre is because he chases him. He's chasing him, and then he jumps over the that fence. Which is just weird and sort of jarring until you think about him as a specter. He crashes through the fence, and then it's just like this kind of like smoggy ghost face that says, "I know what you did." Yeah, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, that's the fucking specter. And this is where he goes to the bat cave, and he just gets butt ass naked. Yeah, bat bat cheeks. Which makes sense. I mean, it doesn't make sense, but he's he's trying to. He knows that he got mortally wounded. And he's asking the back computer to scan his body, like where you know where are those wounds at, mm-hmm. and and it doesn't happen. She's like, "You have scratches on your lower dong." Yeah, you have two buttholes. <laughs> this was a great image, though. <laughs> this is probably my favorite image of the entire first issue, or my my favorite page in the entire first issue. Where he's saying he's talking to the back computer, he says check again, and then it, this random word bubble pops up and it says maybe check your head. He turns around and it's like the bat suit lunging at him, mm-hmm. and then he like freaks out. Oh man, that's perfect to me because of because Batman has the trauma. You don't really see him be affected by the trauma as an adult, besides beating up hobos and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. I, I I need to see more of this Batman. Yeah, he's still vulnerable. Yeah, like he's still scared, scared of himself, especially you know I mean? as Bruce Wayne. Yeah, but without the suit on, right? Like the suit is what's the tough guy. The suit is what is the badass. He didn't have the suit on. That's that's terrifying. I need to see more of that as Batman. And just as and this, just like this design too. Yeah, this design too. Oh I've always gosh. liked the Batman with kind of the baggy pants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're actually like pants. Like, it doesn't make sense for him to wear. Skin tight clothes right. with underwear on the outside. It just does not make sense for Batman. Yeah, it's fine for Superman because the suit doesn't matter. He could honestly be butt ass naked and still be Superman. Like for Batman, it makes more sense for him to have like padded areas on his vital organs and shit like that. Yeah, I'm not gonna say I don't like it. Uh, like Hush, right, Batman? But oh yeah, this makes Perfect. a lot of sense. This is yeah. I think it's just like his cowl and the way it's like set up with his shoulders and the bat symbol is like connected to his his actual cowl. Mm-hmm. I like it a lot. I like that bat symbol too. Yeah. Uh, and then is that Zatanna that's peddling cards out there? Uh, I don't. He's undercover. He's homeless. He's pretending to be a homeless guy. But she's there's a chick out there with a hat on. I'm assuming it's Zatanna. Yeah, that kind of make. I didn't make that connection, but it kind of makes sense. Top hat, Be- because tricks. she like screws with him about. Is this your friend? At the end, yeah. And well, and she says, "Well, look who it is. Not who I thought it was." I thought that was weird. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And then you see dead man jumping in bodies and like killing these people. I like that. It's like negatively affecting the people that he takes over and he can't do it for very long. Yeah, it like makes him sick. Yeah. The dog thing nice is guy, weird. I didn't man. understand the dog. Yeah, he jumps in the dog and then 
he barks like crazy and then Batman growls at him and he runs away. Yeah. I don't know, man. Then we paint over to Batman in the mansion, sitting butt naked in the living room. I mean, but who doesn't? Yeah, if I had a mansion, I'd do the same thing. More more Enchantress stuff. Uh, his parents are fighting in the background. And he's just sitting there. Very traumatic. Man, it, it does add to sort of the trauma of Bruce Wayne. Like, he didn't have this perfect life that it seems like he did. Mm-hmm. He's just this lonely kid in this giant mansion. Apparently, his creepy Enchantress was there all along. I think her broken speech kind of messes it's difficult to understand, really. Yeah, it is. Uh, he says, "Where they're talking, she says something. Don't use Bruce as your excuse. Too late. No, true, Bruce. You want? I know what. I know. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Ever, never again. I'm not Bruce afraid. Says, I'm not afraid. <laughs> Should be. I be of you to be." Like what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. A she holds a dead bat up to his chest. Yeah, that's okay. weird. Well, what's really weird is when you see that same bat like stapled to his chest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When? When does that happen? It's it's later. Not in this issue. Um, I think I glossed over that. But we get to this. He he gets to this church. So, so many things. There's it's just joining, but he gets to this church uh, because there's a news report about the church, I guess. And uh, Jesus was yeah. defaced with Joker makeup and ha 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 and everything. Yeah, because and, he wakes up from the nightmare and the news is playing. It says word of kidnapping. Unfortunately, can mean only one thing, and then he automatically suits up. And the, I guess the kidnapping was at the church and Constantine saying like a minister, a rabbi and a priest were abducted minutes ago. Mm-hmm. And then Batman's on the scene. Yeah. The, the Jesus, it says damaged on his forehead. I'm Hell kidding. Yeah. He's got, <laughs> he's got gold grill inside his mouth. Yeah. He's got a smile on his hand. <laughs> anyway, you could have told me this book was written by M night Shyamalan and it would have made way more sense. <laughs> yeah, actually. Yeah, so it says, uh, is this supposed to be funny, Constantine? Joker's dead, or he isn't. Do you even believe in the afterlife? Lots of weird stuff that doesn't make sense until the end. Yeah. And then it still only doesn't really kind of make sense. So, yeah. And then we see my boy JC on the cross, man. JC. Black actor. Ha ha ha. Black actor's my boy JC with the Joker... Painted hair, painted face, ha-ha's all over him in the cross. Um, very jarring moment. Shock fact, shock value. You don't believe in the afterlife, for obviously it believes in you. Again, this is just these are just words that don't mean anything until you finish the story, which is I don't know if I like that style of book. Yeah. But here we are. The Got covers, man. Yeah. Okay. Jim Lee. Take it away, hombre. All right. Batman, damn, this you too. As as Batman's descent and the madness of Gotham City's decadent underbelly continues, he must try to exercise some of his demons. And who better to help than the demon Etrigan himself? 
And where there's demons, there's also a dead man, a specter, an enchantress, and a host of other supernatural friends and foes. It's a veritable grand jugnal. 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 I don't know. But yeah, uh, can before we talk about the issue, Etrigan is one of my favorite DC characters. I mean, up there, top three. Mm-hmm. Don't know how I feel about this version of, like, hip-hop Etrigan. Yeah, not a fan. Like, Etrigan, that's how he talks. He does talk in rhymes, but, like, olden rhymes. Uh, They made him sort of like a hip-hop. It seems like this would be in a movie, and I would be like, God damn, that sucks. Yeah, what did they do to my boy? Yeah, uh, so as him being one of my favorite characters, at first I was like, oh, this that's Jason Blood. Yeah, that's whatever. What you can do whatever you want with Jason Blood. I'm cool with that. That guy fucking sucks anyways. He's just a dude. Because <laughs> he says, I'm Jay Blood or whatever. I'm like, oh, per- yeah. perfect. They made him douchey. Who cares? He's going to turn to Etrigan. He's going to be cool. But he also had like horns. And I was just like. <sighs> I kind of feel oh. like maybe he is, though. Maybe he's just like. I hope, man. Like in body mods. I don't know. I hope. This is the staples. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is weird. Yeah. And it's a, I'm guessing as an adult, because the, he's got scar tissues, but there's like this bat and a bat struggling, because there's one moment you see is like the bat struggling against this staple, and then he kind of looks uh-huh. up because he's trying to give Batman a kiss. And then, <laughs> um, yeah, that's it. I don't fucking know. I always love Batman in between the two gargoyles, because that's like a, a thing. They mm-hmm. do that a lot. And I, I appreciate that they put that in here. Yeah, and I like that there's like kind of a full moment uh, where John Constantine has a few little spikies in his hair where the wind's blowing it, and he looks like Batman for a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 that does look cool. I didn't notice that until just now. Lots of uh, lots of weird dialogue. Now that I've finished the story, and I'm going back through and like kind of looking through, the dialogue's weird, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Batman goes up behind him in a weird... This is the weirdest interaction. Hey, just to throw away his cigarette. And he's like, a few more steps, you you kill me like you did the Joker. And then he says, I would never. And it's just like, that's just a, it's just such a weird interaction. And then he says, never say never, old son. Say never, old son. Fucking weird. John Constantine, I hate that character. He's so weird. He's for dudes that just like, I don't know, edgy stuff. Flashback to Bruce's broken home, which I get. I, I am with you. It is kind of better to see them as, as humans rather than like golden boys. But let's talk about Bruce Wayne being mad that his dad left. And uh, his mom's obviously sad and he's going to shoot his mom in the head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with a little cap gun. It was a fake gun, but still like, damn, that's that's intense. Yeah, he's crying. Yeah, and she's crying, and, and no boy wants to see their mom cry. And that's when it kind of, I guess, the no, never use gun sort of mantra comes from because his mom hammers it away. Mm-hmm. Dead man's just kind of here. I don't really even know what his purpose is. In Same. This he's just kind of around. I just do not like this part, man. I kind of wonder with this Jason Blood, like him doing body mods and shit, like he's just trying to be 
get closer to being Etrigan. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I did like that background where you see the silhouette with his earrings. They kind of do the fin ear thing. Uh, he kind of has the cape. He's got the tattoo. There was a... yeah, even like even in the first montage of like you see him rapping. Like at first, he looks like Etrigan. He has mm-hmm. his mouth covered. Like I'm like, oh, okay, this is cool. But then, no, he's wearing sweatpants and he's rapping. J Blood is in the hole you've dug for yourselves. Ugh. J Blood, I am indeed a man. B Demon Etrigan. I thought that'd be cool if he transformed after that. That's what I was looking for on the next page. Because you know, Etrigan has he has to say the thing. So I was like, oh, that's it. He's going to say the thing and transform to Etrigan. This is it. But then. Nope, he grabs his nuts and starts robbing harder when he sees Batman. <laughs> maybe he's not really, like, maybe he's just a wannabe. They all have these maybe. weirdly human forms. Mm-hmm. You know, you think of the Spectre. But he could see uh, Dead Man. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he was he's kind the one of magical that's... anyway, right? Yeah. He's the one that says, hey, get you know, get out of here. And, and he's also obviously controlling all these people, right? Because he's like, they're um, about to kill each other. They make them, they all are pointing their guns at Batman, but then Batman's like, I don't give a shit. Like they're going to kill you too. If they try to shoot me. And he's like, no, they're going to kill themselves. Mm-hmm. And they all point their guns to each other. And that's when dead man's like, I got your back. And yeah. Edrigan says, get your junky ass out of here. Fool. Batman says, no guns. Yeah. I just don't know, man. And then Gotham's on fire, as it usually is. Why would anybody live there? Yeah, like the whole block. Like five, like a mile of buildings are on fire. (laughs) Yeah. And And at this point, at this point, I feel like you know that this can't be real, right? I don't know. I really don't know at this point still. At this point, I don't know what's going on. I wonder if he's in like some seven levels of hell thing. I think it's kind of like, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but it's giving me the sixth sense vibe. Mm. Yeah, kind of. I mean, I got that to a point. There's some things that happen to him that I feel like it's time is a flat circle type situation. Yeah. Uh, Enchantress is back for the first time, I guess it seems like since he was a kid, mm-hmm. he's crying. Batman cries a lot in this book, which I'm cool with it. It makes yeah. sense. He's got a lot of shit. He should be crying more often. Yeah. Men, men are emotional. It's okay. But yeah, it's okay to be, especially if you're like a badass. like you can, you got a lot of shit going on, man. You can cry. Mm-hmm. But this was the dialogue that made me like really think that I, I already didn't know what was going on, but the dialogue between Enchantress and Batman, I was like, don't even care. I don't even care anymore. Right. Yeah. That I don't that I don't know what's going on because there's there's no way I'm gonna figure it out until I finish the book. Bruce be dead, ever never mourned. My tearless tell me, what be left does it belong to me? And he just responds, I know. <laughs> He's crying. And she says, Hush, no. My secret. And I'm just like, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah. And then they go, the Joker has modified the bat signal to be a smile. 
Yeah, did they like scratch out certain portions? <laughs> it had to be. But there's also a building on fire with people in there. Several and buildings. Yeah. Batman and Dead Man go in there to save the day. But Dead Man's like, oh shit. I'm on fire, baby. <laughs> yeah, Dead he's Man's just like up. living it up. So he lets that guy get completely engulfed in flames. He's worthless. Uh, but it's a Spectre again, from what I assume is a Spectre. Because right now, like I was saying, Batman's like, hey, I'm going to save you. He's like, save me. And now his cow looks really like the Spectre, where it's like kind of dipped in the front. Well, and even this, you know, the the summary mentions the Spectre now. So Yeah. Yeah, that's him. And then he fights him, which is dumb. Back flashback to I don't want to go panel by panel, but guys, I just I'm having I was having such a hard time following the story. I might go page by numerous pages. Batman's young again. His mom obviously hired a PI to follow his dad. Mm-hmm. Batman is noticing this thing because people kids notice shit like this, man. People don't think kids do, but they notice shit like this. It's fucking sad. I guess he is Etrigan because he's in the building on fire. And he saves him. You one hardcore motherfucker. This really makes me think now. And he says, yeah, you one hardcore motherfucker, I'll give you that, Bat. So from one to another, you trapped. Same as us. Oh. And now I definitely think that he's in hell. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's like a seven, it's like a seven rings, man. Yeah, he's definitely like something. He's dead. It's got to be like that. Yeah, for sure. Spoiler alert, guys. He's dead. Pulling ass out of the fire. And so, yeah, Constantine, it's, it makes it more interesting to know that he's dead, though, because Constantine, as they mentioned a few times and they mentioned the synopsis, is like, yeah, he likes a good mystery, but he also likes the pure and he gets pure enjoyment out of other people's misery. Mm-hmm. And he's also someone that travels between hell and other dimensions and stuff a lot. So maybe he's just watching Batman and like being there with him and just like fucking with him even more to get his enjoyment out of it. Yeah. That's crazy, man. Yeah. Well, and it, I mean, there's, I guess there's something going on. Yeah. Even though that would also mean that some of these other people are either situations that he's living in or, you know, James Gordon is also dead, whatever. Or they're just like fake. They're not real. Yeah. At one point, what we think is the Joker is firing down at the police and they say, kill, kill them all, invite them, join me. And they all think it's a Joker. This person is yelling, but you know, no one seems to really understand that it's a different person. Batman yeah, the goes voice in. is not, they don't notice the voice. Yeah. Batman's going in, kicking ass. Almost gets shot. I love this scene of like him almost getting shot and the, the light beams going through his cape. That's fun. Mm-hmm. He goes in. He gets smacked in the back of the head by a woman dressed up as the Joker. I like the costume. It's obviously Harley Quinn. Yeah, I mean, she yeah. uh, Harley Quinn's voice is very distinct. She has the the stupid, annoying Mister J. Yeah, <laughs> like they definitely knew it was her screaming from the top of the building. One thing that indicate okay, so. They fight a little bit. He backhands the shit out of her. She hits him in the head with a bat. Uh, he tries to console her, and she smacks him in the neck with some, you know, AIDS. And yeah, I take that, baby. I love those old school syringes. They creep me the fuck out. Yeah. 
the big needles. Yeah. Um, anyway, so he's kind of knocked out of whatever, and she's about to get down on old Batsy. Yeah, what the fuck, man? I was like, what is this? Uh, another thing that makes me think that this is some kind of dead thing is because she has a Y scar on her chest yeah. where they open uh-huh. up cadavers. Yep. I guess they did it too because later Dead Man's like, "Hey, you remember when you fucking had sex?" But yeah, uh, weird because it's like that's just a weird entry in this story. <laughs> this whole page. I will say it's it. The illustrations are fucking amazing, though. Yeah. Like, the faces, like, oh my gosh, I haven't seen detail in faces like this. I mean, this is, like, not watered-down Alex Ross, but Alex Ross-esque. Like, he does a, a very good job at, like, doing faces and stuff. I don't think Alex Ross does good sequential art for his books. He's obviously right. more of a cover guy. But um, the faces and everything in this are spot-on. Uncomfortable. But she, he chokes her out after he gets his jollies off, I guess. And this is, yeah, this this is where I think they do it. Yeah. Like the scene that Dead Man's talking about, because like you see her legs curl up on him, and then you see her legs go away. But then you see, I guess, Enchantress at the bottom. Yeah. Reaching towards him. Well, he's kind of straddling her in a real weird way, though, because... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. It's all pretty elusive. Mm-hmm. And then all the covers are like skeleton faces as well. Right. They're great, man. Again, another book where the covers are the best. <laughs> so after that sequence, that shocking sequence of Batman choking out Harlequin or whatever's going on, he wakes up in a coffin. Buried Hold alive. on, I'm going to give the synopsis real quick. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, give that Batman, <laughs> Batman Damned, issue number three. This is not even anything great. The stunning conclusion to the groundbreaking miniseries is here. Batman's most baffling case brings him face-to-face with his worst nightmare in this highly anticipated finale. So it's not even a lot. But <laughs> go on. Oh, yeah. He just wakes up. I mean, it's just more nightmare fuel. He wakes up in this uh, coffin. But... I mean, it's, it starts out as a skeleton, though. Yeah. Yeah, like he's coming back to life or something. Yeah, it's a bat around a heart, and then it's... So, he's dead. Yeah. But it's weird, because this is like... Somebody that's been buried, but not... In a great... Like, it's like a fossil, yeah. almost. Like a super old skeleton. Yeah. Then my boy Swamp Thing breaks him out. He's buried alive, I guess. Yeah, but not but for we long. Don't really, but we don't really understand why. Who, how do you get buried alive? Why is he buried alive? Yeah. Who did it? The Swamp Thing is cool because it's huge. Swamp Thing is Swamp Thing is great, man. And I love Constantine with the domino mask. I think that's hilarious. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. Making fun of Batman again, tormenting Batman. Swamp <laughs> Thing tells him numerous times. Do not trust John Constantine. It's funny because that domino mask is just his tie. Yeah, with holes in the eyes. Mm-hmm. He tells him numerous times, do not. He's like, this guy, he's even talking to Constantine. You're doing this to amuse yourself. You like All these things, like you, this is your thing. And um, 
Knight, do not trust this man. He is not your friend. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I just think it's interesting that he said that numerous times. And then the the graves, the tombstones are starting to attack them. It's, yeah. it's enchantress, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But why Tell is she trying to attack them now? It seems like she's creating the Batman the entire time. Or maybe maybe she wasn't creating the entire time. Maybe this is just like she is him going through his life in hell and she's like there. Like maybe it didn't happen like that in real life, but maybe she's there now tra- through his memories. You know what I mean? Yeah. So God, there's I hate this. <laughs> I keep fucking uh there's making me make me think too much. There's one point, and this is where I start. Yeah. So there's one point where one of these angel uh, grave markers comes and scratches Batman in the face so much that he's got like a rictus smile, much like the Joker had at the beginning. beginning. And at this point, I'm wondering, is this just supposed to parallel or does it go deeper than that? Mm -hmm. Um, I just don't know, man. Swamp Thing is great. Swamp Thing is great in this. Yeah. I always love a good Swamp Thing. Uh-huh. I don't know, man. I don't know. Where am I? Okay, let's see where I'm at. More flashbacks to the scene where... And this is... It goes back to me saying, like, I don't know if Enchantress was really there when he was young. Right. Or if she's just here in his replaying of the events. You know what I mean? Because it, it, this, it would be... Silly, in my opinion, if Enchantress was the reason why his parents got killed. Yeah, because they're chasing after him. That's dumb to me. And he's chasing after her, so they're chasing after him, and then they die. That's dumb, if that's the case. Enchantress really created the Batman because of that weird situation. Mm-hmm. And so, they f- we kind of see that part. We finally... They're they're at this bar, but it's like a I don't know magical bar. Some dude's got a rat, yeah. And Zatanna's there, and you're right. Zatanna has like purple in her hair, just like that girl did. Yeah, Zatanna. She's looking fine as ever. She's so she's perfect. And they, it's weird because they're like on stage, and she's about to do a show, and then they just have like a seance. They're like, come sit at my table with the pentagrams. Yeah. I always like Zatanna because the only way she can cast her spells is by saying the words backwards. Yeah. And it's like, that would be the the most difficult thing to do. I like reading. I like seeing if I can make out what she's saying. Because it's not only backwards, but you read it upside down. Or not upside down, but like bottom to top. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like you said earlier, Dead Man's there. He like abducts this guy. This is... uh, She basically... He comes up with the, as this guy that has the red or whatever, and she says, to a more suitable uh, harbor, and basically sends his soul into the rat. Into the rat, yeah. Which is funny. Um, Boston brand. It, but it, see, the, their interaction is weird, because they don't say anything after that whole thing, after he transfers Boston brand's body into the rat. But then Zatanna is like, John... I'm not sure I'm getting that this is a good idea. And he says, I'm sh- I'm sure it isn't, but it's all we have. And Batman doesn't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. 
He's like, D- are you threatening her? I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. He says, you. I don't want to hurt you. Yeah. And she says, and then Spirit, she says, come. Yeah. And then that was a weird. This is just weird. It gets weird. Yeah, he sees like the ghost of his younger so, self. Do not be afraid. And then this is another reason, another scene, beautifully illustrated. Yeah. But I'm also like, yeah, he's dead, right? Yeah, so it's like roots are coming out of his uh, mouth. He's dead, right? And then all of a sudden they're in the alley again? Yeah. He's dead. This creepy ass enchantress thing with the smile that's like broken into the skull around the nose and everything freaks me out. I don't like it. (laughs) Yeah, it's creepy. And again, her her dialogue is it doesn't make any sense, and I get that it just shouldn't make sense, but it's just it's it's so jarring that it just I don't I would rather it not be there. Bruce be mine, Constantine be or Constantine mine. Deal be made, not be broken. Tearless for fearless, like what? <laughs> like I, I I I'm getting it kind of, but also not at all. Well, then Constantine just blasts her ass with the forty-five, yeah, or right thirty-eight or whatever. Uh, and here's another moment where Bruce is looking down at his younger self, and he's bleeding. He says, "Oh, I'm dead. Mm-hmm. I'm dead. You might want to pinch yourself to be sure. That's my body. That's your past. It's time for you to leave it behind. Yeah, it's fucking weird, man." And then, yeah, and then Constantine said, so, maybe you die in the alley. Maybe this is hell. And then he says, if this is hell, then it's my, then it's one of my choosing. So me go on you, eh? Where are you headed? Where I should have gone long ago. So Batman realizes that he's dead. Well, basically, yeah, but he's also going to check on the, on Joker's body, right? Because he thinks that he's still alive. I mean, that's what we're, that's what we're led to believe. Mm-hmm. But but Constantine says, listen, man, I can't go with you here. You're on your own. And then that's it. He walks down this morgue and the specter's there. Which is a weird dialogue between them because he's like, you know what you did. And he says, I know what I didn't do is hold back. And this was a great scene in the Joker fighting. Yeah, getting stabbed. I like how illustrated that was. And then he showed like, he knew that he was going to die. Batman knew he was going to die. So he was like, mm, you know what? I'm not going to save you. Sorry, bitch. Oh, yeah. He he closes his hand. He's like, yeah, I'm not going to save you. And he says, I was afraid of what he would do when I was gone. And then Spectre says, you must pay for your crime, which is a little weird. And Batman even says, aren't you being a little harsh? And he's like, I mean, Harsher than you, you are judged. He let the Joker die. The Joker is, he kills thousands of people a week. <laughs> How is that that harsh? Hmm. I don't know. It's weird. And then we never see the body. We just see Batman disappear. As you judge others, I wish he were still alive. And the Batman's body just kind of gets sucked into this thing. Yeah, and then it's plays back to where Batman was falling off the bridge, but now it's the Joker. Towards the ending of her story, and then the Joker is not dead. So, what does that even mean? 
and he's he's got the hands up like uh, Alan Killing Moore. Drugs. Yeah, yeah, so good. So basically, my I mean, if you want to get into it, let's get into it because I I, I read the entire thing. Don't fucking know. I mean, kind of. Oh wow! Look at the look at the. If you look at that very last image, it says "ha ha ha" in like city lights in the background, very subtly. Oh wow! Wow! Yeah, even at the bottom. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So, um, it, my thoughts are that Batman died and and like reincarnated as the Joker, essentially. Really. He's got the same scars. He says, I wish he wasn't dead. He falls in and then he starts laughing because he's yeah. the Joker now. I'm the Joker, baby. That's that's just, I just don't know. I just, I really do not know. That's great. That's, I like that. It's interesting. Either that or Batman's dead and Joker's laughing because he's survived. Yeah. I don't know. But there's obviously going to be a continuation. It said, or beginning of a new story, or something like that. My which... thought is that he is—he becomes the Joker because judge how you want to be judged, essentially. Yeah, yeah. I'm interested to hear what people think about this because I don't know. It felt like an M Night movie. Yeah, wasn't enough Bat uh, Dong in it. it. Wasn't a Bat Dong. That, that's what they—they they really took that out and it really ruined it for me. Yeah, should have been more. I mean, I'm, I'm overall. What'd you think? Um, I'm gonna be honest. I did not like it <laughs> because I, <laughs> yeah. I just didn't know. That. I mean, the art's great. I just don't know what the hell is going on. Yeah, me too, man. And I, I, I legitimately read it like intently, and I just could not. It was just too much going on, like being narrated by John Constantine. Which some of the things are starting to make sense now that we re-read it. Yeah. Kind of re-went through it. Like some of the dialogue makes way more sense now, but I just don't know. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying I don't understand it. Right. Well, it seems like there's a lot of half thoughts in it. Yeah. It Uh, seems like they wrote it for something else. For like the big picture, like the next story arc is going to be like, we're setting this up to be a big thing. Yeah. It seems like. Maybe, I guess. I just don't know why they wouldn't. I don't know, man. I, I'm really, this is one that I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Let's talk about the art, since we don't know about the actual story. What do you think about the art? Uh, I really like the art. The only thing I didn't particularly like was the uh, coloring on some of it. But I thought they did yeah. a great job with the character models, like the ideas of Batman's suit being like a regular guy suit, dead man, Zatanna, even that, yeah. you know, um, even that, you know, it's like they're regular people and then they mm-hmm. catch up to them later and they're, I don't know. That make any fucking sense. Excuse me. Yeah. I don't know, man. I love the art. I thought it was amazing. I thought it was a gorgeous book. I really mm-hmm. did. I thought I, I do agree it was a little dark, but I I do think that the dark tone fit for like what they were trying to do, like sort of a supernatural horror mystery book. Um, 
so yeah, I did I did like that. The art was gorgeous, but man, the story was so. After three issues, I was just like, oh, "What? Do not what? Know. Batman's dead." The whole this is like Six Sense. Yeah, that's what this is. Batman Six Sense, but now the Joker's alive. So what's the? It, you know, it says the start of a new story, but or a new chapter. But what's the new chapter if it, if he's not Batman as the Joker? I don't know. Where the I fuck can... is Robin at? I got to tell you, I was just so lost that I was just trying to make it through. Yeah. Well, when I got to the end of the third issue, I was just like, that's it. It started, you know, like you said, I started to try to look into it a little bit more deeply. Yeah. But it still mm, doesn't make a lot of sense. No, it doesn't. I'm sorry. Again, this book gets good marks for me because the art, I Blew me away. It really did. Uh, so let's grade this thing. We don't know. We have no idea. That's the real trick. <laughs> Do we grade it? Are we grading it the regular way? We're grading it our way, baby. All right. The only way to grade. It's my way. You want me to go first? You always make me go first. I'll go first. I'll go first. Go first, then. This book is going to get a I-5 because there was a lot to consume. Yeah. But I didn't know what I was consuming. It's a lot to con- a lot to to absorb, but I, d- I had no idea what to do with it once I got all the information. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna. I think I'm with you. I think I'm gonna give it a uh, like a like an H seven. I don't know. To me, it was trying to be smarter than it probably is. Yeah, I was definitely trying to be smart. I consider myself a pretty intelligent person. I mean, I'm not the smartest, but it kind of turned into this thing where eh, just wasn't doing it. Yeah, that's it, folks. We Batman to the hell of this episode. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. A few things going forward. Uh, we'll talk about it next time because I don't want to muck this up with Wednesday pull this stuff. When this is a Batman special. Batman special. Blah. So check out next week's episode to know what's going on with us in the future. And uh, you got any more Batman remarks? Anything that you want to shout out to Batman? I am the knight. <laughs> It's true. You are the night. Uh, we love you, Batman. Kind of. And uh, thank you guys for listening to this event. I hope you listen to all the episodes. Again, they will all be in the show notes. Thank you. We'll see you next time. Hey, right, before we go, hold on. Before we go, uh, check us out on Instagram, Twitter, uh, on TikTok, Wednesday Pool Sign for me, Wednesday Pool List, right? Relax. Mm. This Wednesday pull everywhere. <laughs> Wednesday pull. Just pull that Wednesday. Uh, yeah. But anyway, rate us on iTunes if you get a chance. And if you're looking to buy any of these books or play along, you can always find them on our Amazon shop on our website. Do it. We're circling the drain, guys. You can check our website out. Go to the About Me section. There's a link tree. 
and it has all this information. So do that. We'd love for you guys to check out the site, and uh, we'll see you next week.